That's what you got to do. To the world, you food is around Good days and greetings to another Saturday here in Melbourne, which just haven't gone lunchtime means that this is Cameron Davies returning with a fresh episode of Seasonal Bounty to give you an idea of what's looking seasonally fresh and diverse in the Victorian food marketplace for you to buy in the coming week. This week I went to Queen Victoria Market, and which is where I was two weeks ago, where I saw Ross Paul. So this week I made sure that I went to have a chat to Jean at Market Organics. So let's have a look at uh, what was it, the organics, Market Organics. So... Some excellent greenery, as a good start was. There were some really good bunches of very nice, fresh-looking English spinach for $4.95. But also some really good bunches, good value bunches of um, silver beet, because they had the stems that are like the celery, which I really like because that really allows you to use them as an extra ingredient in a stir fry because they have enough body and volume to actually last now they were 495 each for those and then he had some broccoli which was also 495 a kilo cauliflower at 395 a kilo now he had some pencil beans and look i've got to look at what the exact species of bean they are but i call them pencil beans because they're about as thick as a pencil but they're nice long the long ones about that thick Nineteen ninety-five a kilogram. Now, interesting to see that he had some mushrooms. He had brown mushrooms and cut mushrooms. But I was interested to note he didn't have any pine mushrooms. Which, as I was reminded by somebody who managed to find some pine mushrooms, is the reason for them being so patchy with pine mushrooms is because they are not commercially grown for some reason. They're not able to commercially grow on pine mushrooms. So they are simply a wild pick. Even if you see them at the market, that is a wild pick. So, which is another interesting reminder that now is really peak mushroom season. So people are going out looking for mushrooms, which reminds me of something else I heard this week on the radio science show where they were talking about Death cap mushrooms, okay, which uh, do exactly what the name says. Now, they are a real problem because they look almost exactly like the edible types of mushrooms. But they can be fatal and cause fatal liver damage. And what their basic conclusion from it was, like some... um, botanists that they know and work with they will not eat a wild, any wild pick mushrooms unless you're 110 percent positive of the type of mushroom it is even if you're just 80 or 70 percent sure of what it is it's just too much of a risk to bother taking because it could be deadly which i thought was a very good way to look at it okay now the other thing i also learned from the science show was that they actually introduced the death cat mushroom when they introduced the oak tree and the chestnut tree to Australia because 
there is quite a symbiotic relationship between the death cap and those trees, the oak tree and the chestnut tree. So be doubly careful of any mushrooms you find under an oak tree, under an oak tree or a chestnut tree because it's very, very likely they could be death caps. Unless you can be 110% positive of what kind of mushroom it is, do not eat it. Simple as that. Now, the one thing I was really happy to see this week was navel oranges, fresh new season's navel oranges that arrived. And we had one just before the show so I could talk about it. And they were delicious. They're that nice, sweet thing. But the important part is they have that little bit of a tang. Now, the important thing about the tang is you've got to remember that vitamin C is actually an acid. Acerbic acid is vitamin C. So that is what the tang is, is that it has a good amount, a good dose of vitamin C and, and then it's a good ripeness, so they're reasonably sweet as well. So a good balanced flavour in it. 295 a kilogram, I had to ring my friend Alan there and tell him about that because he loves these navel oranges because they are the perfectly round oranges that you can cut into perfect quarters. That kept Alan happy and I enjoyed that while I was eating one this morning. Now, the other fruit that we had was apples and pears continue to go with prices between $5 and $8, with pears being the cheaper and your pink lady apples being the more expensive. Now, imperial mandarins continued on their way up in price to $14.95 this week, which I assume is just simply because of the that we're shifting into a real phase of winter, so they're not really ripening anymore. They've only basically got what they've got in stock. Now, as I do, because I've got a couple of sellers that need it, I bought a big dose of parsley this week for just um, $6. And I bought another one of spring onions, had gone up in price to $5. Now, both of those have only gone up just because now they have to all be grown either hydroponically or in a greenhouse. So that's why the price has gone up on those ones. Now, let's move across and say... Thank you to um, um, Jean and his crew at Market Organics, and let's head across and have a chat to Costa at, at um, Victoria Market's Seafoods. Now, let's start off with some of the filleted fish he had. And the first filleted fish he had was a uh, flathead, a very, very well priced filleted flathead, $36.50. And you will literally not get a cheaper filleted flathead than that. You might, but you might be lucky to be 50 cents cheaper than that. So that's a really good price. And great reason to get on down to Victoria Market Seafoods and have a chat to Costa and the boys. Um, and then also some of the other ones he had was, he had a um, flake at just $16 a kilogram. Now I I like to, while, while flake is very easy to prepare and is very tender, it is worth remembering that it is also a very supportive fish for for a particular um, breed or particular status of fish. It is a carpet shark, yet it is the main diet for some of the larger sharks. And, and as, as has been shown in South Africa, after a number of invading fishermen came in and basically ripped all the flake out of across the whole coast, is there large sharks, so the apex predator of the ocean, a very, very important role, basically disappeared from their waters. And that's one of the messes we could do without. So I, I kind of think, look, even though it is like a nice tender and easily prepared fish, I think it's better to move, 
leave it as your second pick and move on to as your, your second pick and just have another pick as a choice. Now, so for example, King George Whiting was $49.50. Taz Sell was on its 5% discount this week, so it was $42.50. Now, Local Ling is another one a little bit like the flake in the sense that it is a delicious fish. But our fishing practices for this fish are not really sustainable for it as a fish. It really brutalizes its population. So I would keep that second on my list and, and choose something else with preference. This is probably the best way to go with ling, with local ling as well. We had some C10 tiger prawns, and you don't get any bigger than C10. This is as big as I get. And at $36.50, that's pretty cheap for a big prawn that you would usually expect to pay over $50 a kilogram for. So that's a very good value. Now, there was no calamari this week, but there was a squid option available. So I made sure that I bought some so that I can fill you in on what it's like and what you need to know about it. And I learned quite a few things. So please have a quick listen if you can think about getting the, the, um, the, um, the squid alternative to the calamari because at $11... 50 is very well priced, but here's what I learned. I just got a single tube of it, and that was that was about half a kilogram, so 550 or something like that it was. And I learned that, okay, it is a lot more fiddly than a calamari, which is a pretty easy to prepare the body. It's a little bit more fiddly with lots of little bits and pieces you kind of got to be a bit more careful with, and so it takes a bit longer to prepare, and also the second thing I did wrong was I forgot to give it a good dry with a bit of paper towel before crumbing, before battering it with a nice cornflour batter, which cornflour batter is the best batter in any given situation, I can promise you that. And so as a result, because I hadn't really wiped it off with the slimy, wet part of it, I battered it and put it into the oil and the batter pretty much just jumped straight off the calamari into the oil and floated in the oil rather than sticking to the fish because of the, it reacted with a layer of, of water that was still on the calamari. So make sure that you wipe it before you batter it and fire it, fry it and that way you're sure you'll get the nice extra crunch of the batter, which I missed, unfortunately. But as in terms of the body of the calamari, look, it is still a pleasant bite um, body and without too many worries at all so I can only encourage you to give that a go. Okay so that is everything from the front of the market right through to the back of the market so I know I hope you all know that was given to you with love and affection and that is the only price you pay is to give me some back and to pass it on to your friends that if they go to Facebook and do a search on Facebook for Seasonal Bounty Pod that will take them to our our page where you'll see we, we actually post each episode as it goes up. Otherwise, be sure to stay fresh and have a listen for this Tuesday because we'll be posting a, a reissued bonus episode this Tuesday. So until then, stay fresh and thank you very much. Season, get it into you. Tune.
of the season, get it into you.